All right, live from the MMP Radio Studios, it's your boy Mixmaster B here for the MMP Radio Podcast, where no topic is too big or too small, and it's the holiday season, and I'm so excited because this is like this is like an early Christmas gift, a happy Kwanzaa Hanukkah gift to me. Right now, I have international Playboy model and actress, Miss Stormy Maya, with us tonight. How are you? Hi, I'm awesome. How are you? I'm do- doing great. Like this is this is a dream come true. Like I I've been scouting you. I've saw you. I I found you on Instagram. Like I find a lot of guests, <laughs> but I found <laughs> you on Instagram, and I was just like, wow. Like I just like fell in love with you, and I was just like, there's so much I want to know about you, and just going through your Instagram, it's just like it's it's kind of weird because you kind of get little pieces of like who you are. But I'm hoping tonight we kind of find out who you are and more get to know you a little bit better. So are you ready to talk it up tonight? Yes, I definitely am ready to reveal the world, the real me. <laughs> awesome. This isn't going to be like a Caitlyn Jenner moment. She's not doing that kind of revealing. <laughs> but uh, we are going to talk about like how you got into modeling. So I guess first things first, one of the things I always ask people is where are you originally from? So I was born and raised in Boston, Massachusetts. And you, you currently are living in New York? Is that So, uh, yes, I ended up moving to the Bronx when I got older. But um, So now I live in the Bronx, and I'm about to move to L.A. in January. So, <laughs> so you've been, but, you're, you're just hitting, like, all the major markets, you know? Like yes. Boston, New York, and kind of skip well, over I live, Chicago? Well, I lived in Miami for six months this year. You know, I lived there for a while, and I don't believe in – being stationed anywhere for a long period of time if you want to be successful because you have to reach out to everyone. Now, how was life growing up in Boston? Like, did you live the majority of your life in Boston? Um, yes, but I, you know, I moved around a lot. Also, I moved a lot within Boston. Um, you know, it's it's a great city because you know I'm a city girl, and it was yeah, you know, a great diverse amount of people. I love it because. Just like New York and just like most places up north, you have so many cultures. And I feel like it makes you so open-minded growing up because I saw so many religions and so many races and so many, you know, cultures versus people who live in these smaller towns that really only know one way. So I grew up with everything from, you know, people that are from Europe and people that are from the islands and people that were Buddhist and people that were Catholic. So I loved it. Now, what is your your ethnic background? Sorry, people always ask me that, and I'm actually like mixed with so many things. So I'm actually um, my father is Irish, and my mother is Black and Puerto Rican. So I'm actually like three things. That's a, that's an awesome mix, though. Like, is you really have this exotic look about you, which obviously helps you with the modeling. And uh, I know people probably are wondering that, like, what your whole background was. But um, how did because you... I don't, I don't really. Talk. I'm, I'm sorry, but I really don't. Most girls, you know, do their, they go to their Instagram, and the first thing you have written on there is like, oh, I'm, um, you know, Jamaican model or you know, Puerto Rican model. And there's nothing wrong with that. Being proud of your culture, but I feel like as a human being, like that doesn't define me necessarily. And because I come from so many backgrounds, and I grew up predominantly around, like, Spanish people and stuff. Um, and, you know, I just never 
held on to like, oh, this is what I am, this is who I am, because I'm so many things and I'm so proud of so many things that I am that I just rather not pick. You know, people always want you to pick when you're mixed. So, do people confuse you for being something else? Like, do people just like, oh, she's you know she's Puerto Rican, or oh, you know, like, you know, she's just light skinned, or like, do people like want to label you growing up? Well, growing up, I try to connect with my mom. My mom is very dark skinned, and um, my mother, she connects more with being African American. And yeah, I tried to connect with a lot of African Americans growing up, but I got treated horribly by African American kids growing up. So I actually pulled my way away from that. Um, because growing up, like people would tell me, oh, you're too light skinned and, you know, you're mixed. You're not, you're not considered part of us. And, you know, I got teased for being light skinned and I got called white girl. And so growing up, I started hanging out with only like Latina kids. Like all my friends are Latina. Like that's all I hang out with because they're the only ones that ever accepted me. Even, you know, white kids growing up were like, you're not white. You don't, you know, you obviously are something else. And so I honestly went towards more of the Latin community because that's what's always accepted me and what's always you know, been on my side and he never questioned me and never, you know, told me I was too light or too dark or whatever the case is. So that's why I've chosen to really be around that culture more. Now, how did you get into doing modeling? Now, was it something that you did as a child growing up or wait, like when did you decide, you know what, this is something I want to do or this is a passion that I've had? Well, modeling for me, I started at 16. And yes, when I was 16, I was taking the same photos I take now. So yes, at 16, I was taking topless. At 16, I was doing sexy. At 16, I was doing bikini. That's always been me. That's why when people say, oh, you're doing it for attention or whatever, I'm like, no, this has been me forever. Like anyone that knows me knows that 16 years old, I've been always doing this. And I'm 20 now. So that's like four years of this being me. And how I started was at the time... I was in foster care at 16 years old. And so, you know, this was an outlet for me because at the time I was going through so much, like I was going through homelessness and going to different homes and I was dealing with abuse and I was dealing with so much in my life. And I remember I was working at Dunkin' Donuts and this guy walked in, he said he was a photographer. And at the time I wasn't even into modeling. I was more into music and I was taking music production classes in school. And that's what my passion was at the time. And he came in and was like, I'm a photographer. You're hot. He's like, let me take photos for you. And I told him, I said, hey, you could take photos for my album cover or something. Because that's when I was into music and rapping and all that, you know, singing and stuff. So I went to do the photo shoot. And instead of it going towards, okay, we're going to do music type of shoots, I was like in bikinis. And I was like doing all this sexy stuff. And I admit, like, he kind of took advantage of my age and, you know, I kind of took some photos I probably shouldn't have taken. Like, it wasn't anything, like, nasty. But for 16 years old, I think it was too far. And, you know, after I did it, I was like, hmm, you know, I got addicted. And then more people messaged me and they wanted to shoot me. And then more people messaged me and they wanted to shoot me. And then I was like, this is me. This is my passion. Like, I love doing this. And so my music passion turned into, like, modeling. And, and you know, that's how I started. Now, a couple of things that I want to take away from that. First off, were you always like um, okay with being naked, doing topless? Like, were you, are you comfortable with your body? So, when I was like fifteen and fourteen, I was like, I remember being with my friends, and we would talk so much crap about girls that were half naked. 
I'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe that girl's like wearing that on Facebook. I can't believe, no, I was one of those. Like, ew, like she's dressing like that for attention. But then as I grew older, you know, even a year later, you know, this has nothing to do with self-respect. I believe you're promiscuous does not have a uniform. You know, there is no hoe outfit. You know, there's no such thing. You cannot tell a woman's sexual encounters based off her outfit. I don't care what anyone says. So as I grew older, my eyes started to open and I became more comfortable with myself. And then it came to a time where I was like, I don't care just how I dress. And I started dressing more like mini skirts and cute little outfits and you know, yeah, I grew more comfortable with my body, and I've always been comfortable with my body. Now, you recently posted something on Instagram talking about different rumors people have made up and said about you, and one of the ones that I, I saw on there, and people ultimately want to say that, you know, you, you're fake, you know, you, you had your butt done, you had your boobs done, everything is fake, but, like, how do you maintain such an amazing figure? So. Oh. I've had this body since I was, like, 16. And if you look at my old photos, I actually used to be thicker. Like, I was thicker at 16 and 17. Like, and my butt was bigger. And my body was a little bit I, – I had lost – when I got older, I slimmed down. So I've slimmed a little bit, but I've slimmed in a way that's not, okay, I got skinnier. It's just that my body shape has slimmed out, and it's turned into, like, a more womanly shape. And – it's mostly genetics. Like people, yeah, the whole butt thing, like I'm slim and then I have a kind of a bubble, but it's not huge. It's not, you know, it's not giant, but from my waist proportion to my butt, it was, you know, big, I suppose. Um, also people would try to tell me that as far as my waist, it's Photoshopped and all this, my waist is 23 inches. I can wear an 18 inch corset. That's just from my vegan diet. And I tell people this and they want to argue with me that, Oh, veganism has nothing to do with it. And it does because a year ago, I wasn't vegan, I was vegetarian. And my waist was always small, but the amount of body fat and the width of my waist was thicker. My waist now is indented and it's much slimmer. So it was my diet change. Um, I don't really exercise besides I do squats to try to keep my butt firm, but I do not exercise on a regular basis. It's all diet. Now, what are the exact measurements of everything for those out there that are wondering? Um, my breasts are 32 double D, and my waist is 23, and then my like hip area is like 34 inches. Now, people were saying, like, like are, are the boobs real, or are they fake, or? It's funny. I've never denied my breasts being fake. My breasts are fake, and I've never denied it. And I have people that try to defend me on my page, like, oh, they're real, they're real. Like, no, they're not. And I don't care. Like, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm getting them bigger. December 17th, I'm going up a size. Not crazy. They're going to be a little bit fuller. And um, so that's going to like seven more days and get my boobs done in Miami. And no, like, I'm not ashamed of plastic surgery. That's the only thing I've ever had done. That's the only thing I'll probably ever get done. And, you know, I did it because I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm happy you did. Like there, you had a video on there, and I don't know what happened until you had a, a, a titty dance video. Is that still still? No, that's still Instagram? up there. That's still I on there. I think that's. I think so. Well, for everybody who is not following her on Instagram, you need to follow her on Instagram at playmate underscore stormy maya. That's S T O R M I M A Y A, and you got to check out this uh, titty dance. <laughs> 
video that she I'll has. It. <laughs> yeah, she has this titty dance video, and I don't know, like, I don't know if we can get the audio on here or not, but we'll see if we can get the audio to play on the podcast here because this is hilarious. Um, where where did this take place while we set this up? Is this like I was on my I was on my way to a photo shoot, and that's when I was my photographer. I went inside to get some French fries for me because I wanted some French fries. And so while I was waiting for him to receive my French fries, I decided that I was going to make a titty dance video, and I did. So, so this is this is this is what the titty dance video is, and it's an original song. This is obviously where the music background comes from. You. So, this, this um, is my titty dance. This is the is the titty dance. I don't know if you can hear that. I love how you paused in the middle there. What was that? Was somebody like watching you? Yes. <laughs> yes. And want to know why you're just shaking your titties in the car? I was trying to be sneaky with that. I don't want people to know like my big my big video release plan. So, <laughs> so I, you said you were into music. That was like one of your first passions. And then were you a singer or were you a rapper or were you doing both? And how did that start? <laughs> This is an embarrassing video called the Singlers, the Singlers song and a Singlers rap, no Singlers game. Yeah, it's a rap I made when I was like 15. It's still on the internet on my old MySpace page. I can't delete it. I don't remember my MySpace password. And it's 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 like the background music is big puns. I'm not a player. Like that's the background like beat for it. And it's a horrible, like, oh, my God, it's embarrassing. But I used to be, like, into rap. I was like, I'm going to be the next Nicki Minaj. Like, I really thought it was cool. And then I was like, I'm not. So I stopped doing it. <laughs> I think everybody has had that problem where they can't get into their MySpace page. I can't get into mine. And Justin Timberlake took over that shit, and now nobody can get into it. So uh, exactly, we'll, we'll have to search high and low for that video. We'll oh, God. Find that. So I want to take you. So you start doing uh, modeling at 16 and this guy said, you know, you should do modeling. You start doing some uh, nude photo shoots or topless no. photo shoots. <laughs> and yeah. then, like, how did it full blown go to Playboy? And like, how did that come about? I've been working very hard for the past four years and I'm still not at where I'm, where I'm I have so many things I'm doing and modeling is not it. And um, I worked hard since the day I started modeling at 16. I have never stopped. This is the problem: consistency. No one has consistency. Girls are always talking about they want to be modeled, and they have a photo shoot once a year. They do um, they do like three or four shoots maybe every other month. I have been consistent since the day I started. I've had a photo shoot every month for the past four years. I have been working my ass off. I did a lot of free work before I got to where I'm at, and a lot of girls start off and they're like hey, I want to model, and, you know, but this, this, and that, and you have all these excuses of, well, I live in Maryland, I live in um, Ohio, I want to be a model. No, as soon as I turned 18, I took my ass, and I went to New York City, and I pursued my dream. These girls want to live in cities where modeling doesn't happen and be models. No, you have to move to where the action is, which is why I'm going to L.A., because I'm pursuing acting. So I'm like, I need to go where it's at. So, you know, I've been working hard. I've, been, I've done so many videos. I just do small um, local artist videos. Like, you know, all these artists that, you know, no one really heard of in you know, a small time. I did videos like that. I did... um you know, free catalog work. I did free this. Like I did a lot of free work before I got to paid work. And if you go into this industry, 
talking about, but I want to be a model to get paid. I want to be a musician to get paid. You'll never make it. You have to go in for the love of something, and then money will always follow. So did you submit photos to Playboy, or did they come to you? or They came to me. When I was 19 years old, I was on Model Mayhem, and one of the casting guys for Playboy messaged me. He said, come to L.A. for a casting. I was in New York at the time. I said, okay. So I took, we, I drove down there, took about 25 hours, went to the casting. You know, they saw me, loved my body, whatever. Then it was about a year, you know, about half a year later that I went to another one in L.A. Um, Yarmo, which is like, he's, there's only two real Playboy photographers in the U.S., and he's one of them. He contacted me on Facebook and told me, listen, we have this major shoot we want to do for you. I'm the only model. And it was like me, two crew members, um, two photographers, video, stylist, hair. They rented out a mansion. Budget was like 30 grand for the whole shoot. I was the only model for it. They flew me to Miami and we shot for a week straight. Um, the company is called Shoot the Centerfold. And they basically shot me for like a week straight. Did like six books a day. I was up at 7 a.m. shooting until 7 p.m. And, you know, we got the pictures out. And I'm about to go and shoot with them again December uh, 14th to the 15th for some more Playboy publications. So I have many more Playboy um, publications coming out. Now, you were in, what is it, the Venezuelan edition of Playboy? I was in Venezuela and Croatia. And I'm about to get in about two more countries. Um, the thing about U.S. Playboy is that, well, you know, everyone's heard the rumor that I'm going nude anymore, which is something I've already known for a while. Um, it's not. It's also the fact that they're not. They're doing mostly celebrities at this point. Like they're trying to do celebrities. They're trying to do like what Maxim does, where they don't just shoot models anymore. They're trying to get girls that do something else like oh I'm in a movie I'm doing this I'm doing that so it's not really it's almost impossible to get into it at this point and it's not the way it used to be but other countries are keeping the tradition so Playboy Mexico Playboy in like all the Playboys in Europe and all the Playboys in Africa they're all keeping the tradition of you know playmates and the typical nude and everything is normal that's why I honestly like international Playboy anyway now, how did you feel about getting fully nude? Like, were you okay with that? I've been fully nude plenty of times. <laughs> that was not my first nude shoot. I've been nude before. I just don't show. I don't show vagina during shoots. And um, it's not like I'm anti-vagina, but even the Playboy shoots, if you look at them, it's nothing nothing spread, nothing pornographic. So nude for me is like, yeah, like full frontal, you know, full back, but it's not legs open. It's nothing pornographic, like I said. So it's not a big deal, in my opinion. Now, is that something you would not ever do? Anything a little more edgier? Or is that you content with uh, artistic approach? It's not necessary. Um, I feel like the sex appeal ends. When you show that, it ends. Because I don't find that sexy. I can look at a woman nude or I can look at a woman in a bikini and I'm like, damn, that's a sexy woman. I see her, like, legs open and stuff. It just ruins the sex appeal. It becomes less sexy, less classy, and just becomes pornographic. And I've never seen myself doing it. Number one, because it's not necessary. And number two, because I don't, it's not my style. I love being sexy without doing all that. I don't even do that many nude shoots, to be honest. Most of my shoots are, like, topless or implied nude where you're nude but you're not showing anything i think that's the sexiest photo shoot 
Now, going forward doing the acting stuff, do you think being a part of Playboy is going to help open doors for you, or do you think that will hinder uh, your chances at getting mainstream roles? Listen, look up any major actress in the world. You'll see news of them on the internet. Everyone's done news. Jessica Alba's done news. Cameron Diaz has done news. Reese Witherspoon's done news. Nude, you know, not necessarily, like I said, not showing vagina, but they've done nude, like implied. They've done nude covering with a sheet. They've done nude topless. Every celebrity has done it. Um, you know, there's a few that haven't, you know, whatever, but a lot of have done it. This is Hollywood. Hollywood. They do not look down on nudity. They do not do not look down on sexuality. Um, their minds are more open than the average person. So, you know, to them, no, like that's, that's not a big deal. I mean, a lot of playmates go on to doing major movies and doing roles. Um, Playboy for me is not, you know, who I am. It's an extension of me. It's something I've always dreamed of doing. But I'm not just a playmate. I'm not just a Playboy model. Now, I got a couple of questions here that some people were tweeting into me. And uh, one of the first questions is a, a guy obviously follows you on Instagram. And he was mm. kind of noting what I was noticing. You, you seem to kind of be this woman of international mystery. Um, do you, do, are you more, he wanted to know, or do you, do you go out and have a, much of a social life? Or are you kind of like a homebody? Um, <laughs> I'm a mystery. I don't believe you should put all your business on the Internet. I don't believe you should put you know, everything out there. Um, but to answer that question, I'm a homebody. I like, I live a peaceful life. I've told people many times, I do not drink, I do not smoke, I do not party, I do not do drugs. So when I go out, that's 90% of what people do. And, you know, I've tried to be social in New York. And every time I, I go somewhere, it's like people are doing coke in front of me, or they're doing drugs, or drinking, or they're doing all this other stuff. And it gets to the point where, that's not who I am, so I don't personally like to be around it. So I'd rather be home. And I'm also a businesswoman. People don't get that. I'm a businesswoman. People always say, do you ever sleep? I'm like, no. When I'm up at night, I am doing so much social media promotion for my page. I am working on my website. I have a new business I'm starting. I'm running a nonprofit organization. Um, you know, I'm doing a lot of work. So I do not have time to be partying like these other models that do nothing else. And I can vouch for that because we were we were texting and it was like I don't know four in the morning or something. <laughs> we That's started, normal for me. <laughs> we started at like midnight and we're like four a.m. and finally I tapped out. I fell asleep and I don't even remember the last thing we were talking about. But um, what what do you like to do to relax? What do you like to do, enjoy doing besides working and being a businesswoman? Like, are, do you have hobbies? <clears throat> um. At this point, making money is my hobby, and that sounds so cliche, but it is. I have so many things to do and so many goals. Like, I, I have so much to do. I don't have time. Like, relax. I love to sleep. That's my relaxing. But to be honest with you, no. I am, like, off the wall 24 hours a day, always doing something. My only hobby is this. I don't have time for a hobby. Hobbies for people who don't do anything. So, no, I don't have time. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you took time to talk to me tonight. Um, but another question uh, someone had tweeted in, and they said, um, so there's, I guess, like a lot of these people must obviously follow you on Instagram and says uh, they, they know that you um, want to be in, an actress and want to do acting, but what type of acting do you want to do? And I noticed you're in your bio, you say comedic actress. 
and writer. Is that where you want to go with the acting? Do you want to do more comedy stuff? Or at this point, you're just willing to take on any role? No, um, I'm actually a writer, so I write my own scripts. And I just recently finished writing this. Um, it's coming out in January, guys. Look out for it. So I just finished writing the script um, for this web series called Tinder Dates. And it's going to be a funny 10-episode web series about horrible dates from Tinder, like dates from hell. And I teamed up with a comedian, and we're going to do it together, and we're going to cast have a casting for a bunch of actors for it. Um, and then I just finished writing some other stuff. So, um, no, like, I want to do comedy. I have a very comedic personality. People probably like, how can you be sexy and funny? And I'm going to show them how you can be sexy and funny because I'm hilarious, like, if you know me personally. <laughs> so, no, like, I want to do comedy. I want to get people to laugh, you know. I'm not going to ever tell myself, oh, why I'll never do drama, I'll never do horror. No, I'm not going to close myself up to opportunities. But comedy is something that I would like to do because I want to make people joyful and happy. And there's so much depressing shit in the world anyway. So I want to make people feel happy. You know, I want them to look at me and be like, ha, 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 hilarious, she's funny, you know. And, you know, go on to some drama also so I can also expose the truth to a lot of things. But a lot of things I'm going to do. Well, here's an interesting follow-up question someone had tweeted into me. It says, how serious do you take yourself? Now, when I first saw that question, I was like, wow, it kind of makes you think about that. Like, that could be interpreted, you know, in so many different ways. But, like, how how do you stay so positive in a world, especially in a career, in a field that can be full of nothing but hatred? So... Um, I used to be very hurt. Like when I imagine being 16 and taking the photos I take, imagine going to high school and imagine going to, well, I was in college at 16, but um, imagine, you know, your peers and what they say about you. Like you're 16, you're taking photos like this. And then people around you are like, what are you doing? And my, my social worker was like, ew, what are you doing? And my mother saw it eventually, like, what are you doing? And, you know, now my mother accepts it and loves it. And people around me that know me accept it and love it. But other people on the Internet, yeah, they're cruel to me. They, they call me host, but, you know, everything in the book. And what I started doing is, I want something to defend myself, get upset. But then I said, why am I defending something that I know? I know who I am. I'm defending myself. No, I don't need to. And I also started not connecting it to myself. I stopped seeing the comments as coming to me and I started seeing the comments as just their own misery being leaked onto someone else. Because as I, you know, did a mental research on Facebook, I've noticed that people are so nasty and negative to anything. You could post a picture of a, a kitty cat and there'd be 30 negative comments. You post a photo of food and there'd be 40 negative comments. And I've noticed that people on the internet use that as an outlet to release all their negativities from the day, all their miseries. So I said, I'm not going to take this personal. I'm not going to see this as being directed towards me. And you know what you do? You delete it. You ignore it. You just you don't let it hurt you. You are in control of how you feel. So that's how I got over it. Another uh, person wanted to know, what is, uh, what is the worst pickup line that you've ever heard? I'm, s- oh, I'm assuming you've heard a lot of them. I'm sure you get hit on a lot. What's the worst one you've heard? Um, okay, so when I actually do go out, well, I go out a lot during, you know, the day, but I usually try to dress really down when I go out. The funny thing is, like, in person, I wear, like, a lot of sweatpants and, like, hoodies and stuff. I try to, like, be regular when I go out um, to 
be ignored sometimes. But when I'm actually dressed up and all sexy, guys have said weird things to me like, oh, can I touch your hair? Um, can I touch, this guy, can you touch my face? Which is really weird. Can I touch your face? I don't know if that's a pickup line, but that's something weird. Um, I had one guy ask me, um, you just starting work? I, that was him trying to say, am I a hooker? Are you just starting work? Because I was walking around with heels on. Like, Are you just starting work? Like, what are you trying to say? So, um, what else? Uh, I've had guys say corny stuff like, damn, are you a model? And I, and one guy was like, actually, I am a model. He was like, where's your portfolio? And I was like, uh, how about we on the bus right now? So <laughs> I keep it in my back pocket, you know, just to bust it out. Yeah. <laughs> so um, obviously you said you have a busy lifestyle and um, what is dating life like? Do you have a dating life or you, like? How does that work? Or is it non existent right now? Or are you just dating I've, money? <laughs> I've been with I've been with the same man for two years. Mm-hmm. And okay, you're like, mm-hmm. no, I've been with the same man for two years. Um, <laughs> we live together and you know, we've had our issues, whatever, but you know, he accepts what I do. He loves my mom and stuff. But before him, you know, I've always had a boyfriend. Like I've never been promiscuous. That's a joke. Everyone, I'm the opposite of what everyone thinks. I've been with the same man for two years, and before him, I was with a guy for three years. So I've always been with one person, and I'm a relationship person. I love being in relationships. I love being in something solid and stable. I'm not the dating type, um, because I've noticed like guys will date you for your looks. And people think it's so easy. Oh, you're so easy being a pretty girl in the dating world. No, it's the hardest because people will use you just to say they were with you. And people will, you know, just want to sleep with you and not try to get to know who you are deeper than your look. So I prefer to protect myself and just be with one person. Now, what kind of guy are you attracted to? I mean, if you were single, because one guy tweets and he says, what kind of guys do you like? I like older men, so you have to be 30 to 40 or whatever. I like older guys, and I like men that are masculine. You know, there's a lot of guys nowadays that are into, like, waxing and, you know, body oil and all this. I'm actually into men that are very manly. Like, my man works in in the car business, like mechanics, car paint, that type of stuff. I like really manly, rugged kind of guys that... You know, they care about their appearance and their hygiene and stuff, but at the same time, they're very manly, they're hands-on, they can lift a heavy box, they can, because I'm a princess, like, I don't like doing anything physical, I don't like lifting, I don't like picking things up, I don't like fixing things, I am a little brat, and I need someone that's going to do all the little annoying things I ask them to do, so. So no uh, Justin Bieber, no, like, these pretty guys? Ew, no, ew, no, like, those guys in L.A. that... No, no, I like very masculine men. So, I mean, even if you have like an office job and stuff, that's sexy. Like, I think it's so sexy when a guy drives. That's my biggest turn on is a guy driving. It's so sexy when a guy drives. Do you have have a celebrity crush? No, never. No, honestly, I don't because it's just, it's all a hype. And I wouldn't want a man that everyone likes. I like dating guys that are regular. I'm not into guys that... Every girl wants and they're super buff. No, I like really regular guys. Like I'm this extreme jealous type. Like extremely jealous. I don't want any guy that has a bunch of girls after him because I'm super jealous. Like super jealous. <laughs> <laughs> like super jealous. <laughs> well, no, I, I, like I'm controlling. I'm telling you. No, well, you're not like crazy chick 
type, are you? Like, are you like a Facebook stalker? Like, oh no, like I own Facebook passwords and Instagram passwords and bank information, social security numbers and bank information, and no, everything. Like, I own everything. <laughs> I'm serious. I control when you're with me when you're with me it's like hell so you know the whole fantasy of oh my god i'll be with her perfect no i'm I'm pretty fucking crazy but um <laughs> i'm serious uh, well i like the fact that you like regular dudes that not every chick wants that's not buff because i totally fall into that category like regular uh, dude that not all the chicks want and it's not really buff. But, but I like I mean? money. But I like money. Like no, like I like money. So well, we, can, we can work on that. You know what I you mean? You have to have money. You know, okay. Montel, Montel Williams has that commercial. You know what I mean? He can have like five grand in my bank account by tomorrow. You know, so I just got to call him up and he just hooks that shit up. You know? No, geez. I, I like I like a man that is financially stable. I do not date anyone broke because that's annoying. And like I said, I'm a princess, so I need someone that's going to be able to take care of me, spoil me. Yes, I said it. I'm not ashamed. Um, I believe women should be taken care of and should be treated like princesses. And I feel like men should do their job. And I know that sounds probably like some gold digger stuff, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> if you can't if you can't fit into my little box of rules and we're not meant for each other so well what did kanye not. said i ain't saying she's a gold digger but she ain't messing with no broke you know what i mean so that's the thing like i'm not a gold digger. i need someone that's financially stable and it's not all about oh you know giving me money no it's about i need to know that you're good i need to know that you're not going to call me asking for something i need to know that if i have an emergency because i feel like this especially since i like older men i feel like if I run into a situation, I should have someone there to protect me. There's someone there to, to fall back on. And um, it's a good feeling to have a, a stable man in your life and be able to say, baby, I need this or I need that or I need this. Especially, it's so sad. Girls criticize Kim Kardashian. This woman sat there and did something that we do every single day as women. And she has a million-dollar career because of it. Meanwhile, you girls are out there sucking your man's penis. And you got to go and collect food stamps. So, end of the day, I respect the woman that is, you know, getting hers and doing exactly what you're doing. Because my grandmother always said, as long as you got a cat between your legs, you should never be hungry. And it sounds kind of like a whole quote, but it's true because as long as you're laying in the bed with a man and giving up your cookie to a man, you should never have to, you should never go hungry. You go all hungry while you giving up kitty cat, you an idiot. I'm sorry. That's the truth. <laughs> you think you think I'm wrong? You think no, you should no, be doing that? I I I am in total agreement with you. I just I, I love the fact that you just called your vagina a cookie. Um Well, just, I mean I, I don't wanna I didn't know if I could say <laughs> I didn't know if I could say vagina on the thing, but um We've said vagina <laughs> fuck and shit. So um Oh, okay. I didn't know if this was like yeah. radio rules. Ah, um, no, but it's, it's true. Let me tell you something. I used to have a friend. I actually, I still have a friend. She's an escort, and she makes. She lives on Wall Street in a condo, and she has money. And I remember this is when I was a little bit younger. So I was like, "Oh my God, ill! You're basically a hoe." Whatever. But she told me this. She said, "How many girls sleep with men? You break up, and what did you gain from that relationship once you guys broke up? You were with this man, wasted how many months on him, and he either hurt you, cheated on you, or whatever the situation is." I said, "Hmm." She's like, "Meanwhile, I spend time with these men." You know, they'll take care of me. She's not like a, a cheap, like I'm telling you, she makes about five grand a week. So she's, she's with like the same people over and over again. And 
she was telling me, like, yeah, it's like, whatever, at least my bills are paid. I never go hungry and I do what I want to do. And I'm like, you're right. Meanwhile, I see girls that are, this is my personal experience. I've seen females that are with a dude giving up kitty cat every night, sucking on his new knob, and then they're sitting around talking about they hungry, they can't afford these new Jordans, their, their phone is off. Like, you know, what are you doing? You know, you giving up kitty cat to a man, they don't even respect you enough to keep your phone on. So you could do the whole, oh, take care of yourself and blah, blah, blah. It's not about that. It's about you're giving up yourself to a man, and unless you're getting a wedding ring, you need to get something out of it. So there you go. <laughs> It's like rent a center. You know what I mean? You you pay for it and you have it there and eventually someday it might be yours once you know you've put enough money into it. You gotta you gotta keep it real. You know, people always wanna I think all these things on the the computer nowadays, oh you and your man are equal and you know, women should support her man. No, honey. See this is why you women are walking around heartbroken all the damn time because you don't make your men work for anything. You don't make your men, you know, um, you know, do a man's job. So many men are not men anymore because we've taken that away from them, what makes them men. Men are meant to provide and protect their families. Now, we got women buying their men Jordans, taking care of their men, buying their man's food, paying their man's rent, and they need to protect their man when their man gets jumped on the street. So why do, why do you need him? He's not being a man. Now, what's a woman's role? You take care of your man. You massage his back when he comes home from work. You tell him he's sexy. You suck his wee while. You, you know, you know, you do stuff like that for your man. You cook for him. You take care of him, rub his feet and stuff. Suck on his toes. Eat his butthole. But you know what you don't do? You don't pay that, your man's bills. No, that's not what a, that's a, that's a man's job. I don't care. I'm traditional in that sense. You can talk bad about me all you want to, but end of the day, I guarantee you my man in the next room take care of these bills and I take care of that wee wah. A wee wah. Wee wah. That's, that's a new <laughs> one for me. Do I have permission to steal that? I have to start calling it the wee wah. <laughs> Uh, but I, I'm keeping it real with people, you know. I'm I'm not a vulgar woman, and I'm very private about my sexual life. That's why I don't like when these magazines ask me what position do you like. Oh, that's not enough. You don't need to know my personal business. What I do, with, you know, whatever, whoever I'm with, you don't need to know my personal business. That's why, um, you know, I don't post my relationship on the on the internet either. That's not even smart, you know. If you're in a job like me where you could be a fantasy to men, you can't, you know, have. Oh, I'm with this guy, I'm with this guy, I'm with this guy. Yeah, I see some girls do it. Oh, this is my husband. But you're supposed to be a fantasy for men. You can't put that out there. See, that's why we do podcasts, though, so we can ask these hard questions like that. <laughs> I'm a very honest person. That's why I'm honest about the boobs and stuff. I'm honest about everything. I just, you know, some things I feel like are my personal business. I'm not going to tell people what I like and what. No, that's not what. Because I'm deeper than that. Because then you come off as, okay, you take sexual photos and then all you talk about is sex. So end of the day, it's like you're nothing but sex, you know, and that's why people were mad at Marilyn Monroe. They were mad at her because she was more than just sex. She could actually speak philosophy. She was actually for human rights. She actually could speak about deeper issues than just her breasts and her thighs. So people would try to say, oh, well, you know, you see the quotes on the Internet. She wasn't a philosopher. She was a whore. Honey, you can be damn both, and you know it damn well, because she is not <laughs> – you can be both. You can be anything. You can be superwoman. I can be a hoe today, and I can be a philosopher tomorrow. So, you know – that's why I don't like speaking about sexual things. I don't post sexual memes. I don't post sexual comments because I'm already pouring out so much sexual energy, you know. Encouraging words for all young girls out there. You could be a whore today and take over the world tomorrow. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, personally, I'm I'm not a whore. That's the funny thing. I'm not. And people always assume that about me. Oh, she's half naked on the internet. She's a whore. Let me tell you something. My ex best friend was if she listening. Bitch, stop stalking me. So if she was 300 <laughs> pounds. Note, stop stalking me first. <laughs> then continue to well, listen I mean, to the podcast. Well, I mean, if you're listening to the podcast, that means you're stalking me. She's stalking me. She listened to the podcast because I haven't spoken to her in months. So if you're listening to this, instead of calling me, you're a stalker. So, well, I just want to say thank you for listening. That's okay. You can continue to stalk me at MixmasterB at MixmasterB.com and listen to all the podcasts. But go ahead. So she's 300 pounds. I don't and, care. Not, I don't. I don't. I don't worry about that. You want to listen to podcasts? Go right ahead. No, I'm telling you. This is part of the story. She's 300 pounds. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. She she dresses like like a car. Um, you know how cars wear like that big cover on top of them. That's how she dresses. And she, I remember she was. Um, I hope nobody knows what I'm talking about. This is um, this is about Jennifer. I'm making something up. So um, yeah, like she was cheating on her man for three years straight straight three years straight and she walks around conservative you know and she's overweight so a lot of people don't consider her maybe attractive not saying big girls aren't attractive i'm saying it's what other people in their mind would say and she'd be you know doing her thing um meanwhile the one you know me all you know out there with my body i'm the one that was loyal to everyone i've ever dated so it's funny like people always want to assume like oh you're a whore, you're this and that. I'm like, yeah, you think that girls like me are the ones that are easy to have sex with? You're wrong. Girls like me are the ones that are hard to have sex with. The girls that are walking around, that work at Rite Aid, that have regular jobs, that look regular, those are the ones that are insecure. Those are the ones that are like, oh, I have belly fat. Those are the ones walking around like, oh, I don't really have much to offer. Not saying you don't. I'm just making an assumption, you know, making a little example. And then girls like me are the ones that are like, I'm the baddest bitch. I'm on Instagram. I got 20 followers. I'm the baddest. Mm, you ain't got to work for this. You better pay for that. You better pay that car note. You better pay for that car payment. You better pay for these titties. Those are the girls that are hard to get. You have to give them something to get to them. Some people say girls like me and girls with a million followers are the hoes. I'm like, you try to have sex with them girls and tell me who was a hoe. Now you try to have sex with the girl right age and tell me the difference. Uh, I'm 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 I lost of words. <laughs> you can was, you tell I'm, me personally, as a man, do you think it would be easier to have sex with me or to have sex with the girl at your local discount down the street? Well, to be honest, since we're all being honest here, the thought of having sex with you did cross my mind many times prior to having you on the podcast. You know, I'm just saying that jokingly, but no, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, some guys, uh, I see the guys that are leaving comments on your Instagram photos and you, you could see how thirsty some of these dudes are. They're out there, you know, all, you know, baby, you know, let me hit that. You know what I mean? Let me do this. Let me do that and everything. And I'm thinking to myself, honestly, like, like being as successful as you have been at such a young age and doing so much that you've done, I, I was sitting there and I laugh because I'm like, w- like you're going to honestly reply to this guy. Like, sure. Let's set up this date tomorrow at this time. You know what I mean? And I'll, what do you call it? A wee You know what I mean? And I'll, mm-hmm. and, I'll, and I'll suck your wee You know what I mean? So I, I totally get what you're saying. Um, now, t- t- so moving on to something totally different. It's kind of just changing subjects here. Um, you are the owner of a company, nonprofit organization called Humble. So mm-hmm. after saying all that, kind of like bring it back now, kind of explain 
what is humble and what is it um, consist of and what is what do you what are your plans with humble so humble is a nonprofit organization that is meant to help people on the street um, and this is you know homeless people on the street or you know people that are in shelters that transition between the street and shelters and so forth so because I've dealt with homeless hands-on I've, I've dealt with homeless a few times and my mother has dealt with homelessness you know it, it struck it strikes me because one of the hardest things in the world is to have no place to lay your head. And I've been in that situation. And even though I've had times where, you know, I would stay crashing someone's couch or, you know, crashing, you know, someone had an extra bedroom and they let me stay for a little bit. It's not the same feeling as having your own place, like having to you know, basically beg someone like just for a place to lay your head and shower. It's a horrible feeling. So, you know, I remember my mom was in the vet shelter and I remember, you know, how dirty it was and, and how cold and, and dark it is and how you really don't get any respect. So I recently started this organization to help people on the street, um, give them just simple things like food and, you know, clothing and to hand out blankets in the winter and hand out socks in the winter and hand out underwear and things that you wouldn't think of. Like, these people need underwear. These people need clean socks. And, you know, my big plans with it, it's all based on how generous people are because people, to be honest, they're quicker to buy a new calendar of me than to donate that same amount of money towards my organization. And that really sucks because I post, hey, it's my organization, and it's like everyone ignores it. I'm like, this is my new calendar. Everyone wants to buy it. And I'm not complaining, you know, thanks for the support for the, for the calendar, but it, it's sad that as people we feel like we have to benefit in some way to give. And so I want to have transitional services to help people get from the street to jobs and to get to home. And I want to be able to have a community center where they can go and we can have computers and they can apply for jobs and they can call and they can have a place to have lunch and we can have a place to have activities. And I have a place to have coat drives. I have so many plans I want to do for it. At the moment, because of funding, I literally am driving around, and what we do is we go to, like, um, busy parts in New York. We go to, like, Union Square, and we have, like, the food or the clothing in the backseat, and, like, it's, like, a big um, supply van or something, utility van, and we just go around driving. As soon as we see someone on the street, we get out the car, we hand them whatever, and then we get back in the car and drive around again, and... You know, even when I ask for volunteers on my Facebook, I have over 200 responses, emails and Facebook messages combined. Only two people showed up out of those 200 messages. I had people promising me food. I had people promising me a lot of things. And it was kind of hurtful that people, like, you know, it seemed like it was all for show. Like, I've had even people say, oh, can I record the event? And... I know a lot of people, like, didn't believe me, like, oh, you're going to use the money for something else. You're not legitimate. Blah, 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 blah. Where's the pictures? Where's the proof? This is my thing. With my organization, you can never see photos of us handing food out and giving food away. And the reason for that is I see other organizations doing it, big organizations doing it, and I'm against it 100% because I've been in the situation of homelessness and my mother has been in it, and I would be embarrassed to have photos of me on the Internet of being on the street, being hungry, having people give me something. And these are human beings, and they don't deserve to have photos of them in their lowest state on the Internet so that I can prove to people that I'm giving back. We don't need to prove anything to anyone. 
end of the day, come out and volunteer with me and that'll be your proof. You know, I don't believe like when people are in, you know, a new trend I've seen lately is people on Facebook posting a video of them. I'm giving this homeless guy five dollars. I'm giving this homeless guy a sandwich. Why do you need to record that? And I get people are like, oh, that spurs that spreads awareness. Awareness? So you're telling me people don't know that homeless people need food and clothes. You're spreading awareness. Oh, it makes people want to give. People shouldn't don't need a video to make them want to give. Good-hearted people do it because they want to do it. And like I said, these are real human beings. Tomorrow, that homeless guy might be in a corporate office. He doesn't need to have these photos of himself out there. You know what I'm saying? I definitely feel you on that, and I, I commend you for doing your charitable work and being a humanitarian. You mentioned that you did have a calendar, so I definitely want to promote that. Tell us about the calendar and where people can get it. So the calendar is on Shopify. I have the link on my, my Instagram bio and all over my Facebook. Um, the reason why is because my web designer couldn't make um, an online store on my website in time. And, you know, it's getting close to Christmas. So I was like, oh, I'll just make it on uh, Shopify. And it's like it's a 12-month calendar, and it has it's all nude. No, there's no pornographic photos in it. Don't get excited. Um, there's nothing different from what I always do. And um, then we also have a poster calendar that's one big photo of me. Um, yes, I'm naked. And it has the months. But you've seen it, like the little calendars. Like, it's a big photo, but it's like little months versus having – each page be a month. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Definitely with you. Okay. <laughs> a lot of people don't get it. So it's cheaper, obviously, for the big poster than it is for the 12-month calendar. Um, we're not with these prices here. If you want to know the prices, go on the website and figure it out for yourself. That's what big companies do when they sell something. Like Walmart.com is not like, yeah, so this is this much. Like You have to go and find out. Like, that's, how you track, that's how you track business. got to come on, check it out. Yeah, I gotta check it. I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> so, where oh. can people find you at? You said Instagram and Facebook code. So, go ahead and promote all the websites and all that where people can go ahead well, and interact with you. My exclusive website is stormymaya.net.net. I know if someone bought stormymaya.com, I don't know what you're doing with it, but give it to me. Um, give it so to it's me. S- <laughs> it's S T O R M I. M-A-Y-A dot net. And those are exclusive videos, exclusive photos. Those are things you won't see on Instagram because Instagram is cracking down now. Like anything that even shows a little slip of a nip, anything that shows a little bit of nudity, they are deleting accounts. And um, so all my nude stuff, all my uncensored stuff on there. Um, I also have private selfies on my website where I send you a private selfie of me every week that's on there. Um I'm starting my own, I have a new business that I would like to talk talk about real quick. Um, It's a new business. Um, I haven't disclosed the name yet, but so it's going to be kind of like my site, it's going to be an extension, but we're going to have 20 of the hottest models I can find. Plus, you know, later on I might hire more girls. And it's going to be just like my website. It's going to be girls are going to have a profile and it's going to be all exclusive private videos and private pictures straight to your phone and straight to your email and it's going to be the girls sending it to you directly and um, with a little private message you know saying hi to you or whatever it is so guys can go on pick the model that they want and um, you know they can pick who they want to get private selfies and videos from if they want to get email get it as text messages and how often they want to get it blah 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 and you know 
So I got to, if any models want to sign up for it, you can email me at managerstormymaya at gmail.com. And I'll be posting flyers of it soon. Just like if you want to apply for the Tinder dates web series I just wrote, you can also email me at that email. Um, I'll be posting posters of that soon also. So, yeah. Have a lot going on. I was going to say, so you got a lot going on, and we appreciate you taking some time out to talk to us tonight. Um, Anything you want the fans to know before you leave? I mean, I think you pretty much cleared everything right there, but anything else you want to let the fans know before you leave? Um, Okay, so, you know, you guys know a little bit more about me. Um, End of the day, I think I'm a good person, and no, I do not do the good things I do for any other cause besides me loving to do it. Um, and I just think, I just want to say to people in general that I think we should be a lot nicer to each other because when I go on the internet, it really saddens me. Um, the internet is actually like a, a huge poison nowadays. People are so evil, so nasty on it. YouTube, everything. And I'm actually starting my own YouTube channel soon where I'll be speaking about a lot more things. But, you know, it's it's evil. People are so mean. And so I'm just telling people, like, maybe you should be a little bit nicer to people because you don't know what that person's going through. And there's been times I've been going through a lot, and those messages and those evil comments have hurt me. I told you I'm stronger now and it doesn't really bother me, but that it has hurt me before. And I think that you need to realize that people, even like Kylie Jenner and Caitlyn Jenner and this and that, these are still real people. And these people do see these comments. I don't care how famous you think they are because people think I don't read my comments, and sometimes I do. So I think that you need to just be nice to the people because that's a real human being behind that computer. So that's it. Well, again, we thank you for talking to us, and we we hope to hear and see more big things from you. Uh, Make sure you go out and follow her on Instagram and pick up her calendar. Uh, Look out for Humble and uh, so many great things that you're doing, and we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us tonight. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah. All righty. Well, we'll be talking to you real soon. Okay, babe? All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Hi, you're with Stormy Maya, International Playmate. You're listening to Mix Master B on NMB Radio.